Welcome to the Jordan and Kristen Rickard Show. The world is falling apart, but you don't have to. Join Jordan and Kristen as they discuss the challenges that face us in our decaying world every day. God has a plan for you to have victory and to be a light in the darkness. As the Bible says, those who are wise will shine like the brightness of the heavens, and those who lead many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. Now, here's Jordan and Kristen. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Jordan and Kristen Rickard Show. Thanks for joining us. Today's topic is Uniquely You, Expressing Your Unique Identity Through Christ. Before we get to that, though, Kristen, why don't you open us up in prayer, please? Absolutely. Well, thank you, Jesus. Thank you that we are uniquely ourselves in you. We are hidden in you, that we are your treasured possession, that you love us, Lord, with an everlasting love, and you draw us in and you woo us into your, to yourself, Lord. And you just want to love us and lavish us with great, great things, Lord. So I pray that each person listening to the sound of my voice, that you would give them hope today and just all, all the things that they long for, Lord. We delight in you and you will give us the desires of our heart. So I pray that for each and every person today. In Jesus' name, amen. Good job, as always, sweetie. All right, so today's topic, um, and actually it's it's interesting because it builds off of what you were talking about last week. We were talking about marriage and how it's actually you know quite empowering and liberating. And you were talking, I think, about um, how it, it, you don't have to give up your identity in marriage. Why don't you just, just give us a quick summation of that? Yeah, absolutely. I was just saying that for women, that, that kind of ties into our identity is whatever role we have at that certain time. And so it should be in Christ. But if we have it in a certain role, those roles change. And so that's very volatile way to live. And we should really put our identity in Christ because that's the only hope that we have to maintain ourselves and to maintain not having to go crazy trying to be perfect and feeling insignificant and lost. So we really got to find that core identity in God. All right. So I was actually going to do this conversation before I even knew that you were doing that last week. This was sort of next on my agenda. And the reason it was is because there was a, a tattoo artist by the name of Kat Von D, who I saw recently was baptized and became a Christian after basically spending her life in the occult and witchcraft and things like that. And she took all of her occult books and magic books and witchcraft books and threw them out and became baptized. And if you ever see this person, you know, she is she is out there. I mean, she's got tattoos everywhere. She's very expressive. And I saw her in this church, which was very, very buttoned down and conservative. And some of her friends were there and they just looked like, you know, out of place. I'll be honest with you. Not that they didn't belong there, but just they just looked very different. And it occurred to me that I think one of the sort of mental obstacles that some people have in coming to Christ is not even an objection to to Christianity, but an objection to their idea of what a Christian is and how they don't want to give up their unique self to become this other person, right? Especially someone who's really out there. And I don't mean that in a pejorative way, but just someone who's very expressive, very individualized, doesn't want to sort of conform to what everyone else is doing. Someone who's more, I think, right-brained and creative, that sort of person, like Kat Von D. And she might think, well, you know, a Christian is someone who's very conservative and buttoned down and wears a polyester suit to church or whatever. And uh, even, you know, we all know that even there's sort of a Christian way of speaking, praise the Lord and thank you, God, that sort of thing. You know, and there are all these sort of barriers, I think. These are sort of these mental barriers that say, 
this is who I am. I am this this person who I'm familiar with. I don't really want to become like those other people. And what I thought looking at her was, you know, what people I think don't get, and I'm glad she was baptized, but I think, you know, for other people is that it, through Christ, you don't become conformist like everyone else. In fact, if anything, the conformity is being like the world, that through Christ, that's actually how you get to express the truest, most authentic form of your individualism. The Apostle Paul talks about this in, uh, I'm going to give you a couple verses, Kristen. First, in Romans 12, he says, do not conform to the pattern of this world. So he's saying, if you're not in Christ, that's the real conformity. You know, the pattern of this world is things like like inwardness, the focus on self, and all that comes with it. You know, emptiness, anxiety, depression, you know, materialism, uh, hypersexualization, jealousies, you know, self-indulgences, different idolatries, even things like, you know, being so career-oriented, um, you know, greed and dishonesty, and of course, the worst version of dishonesty, which is, I think, self-deception. He's saying that's the conformity, what everyone else is doing. He says, don't be conformed to that, but be transformed by the renewing of your Christ, sorry, by the renewing of your mind to a Christ-like form. And what he's saying is, that doesn't mean you lose your individualism, quite the contrary. He says, for just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ we, though many, form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. We have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. He says, if your gift is prophesying, then prophesy. If it's serving, then serve. If it's teaching, then teach. If it's encouraging, give encouragement. If it's giving, then give generously. If it's to lead, then do it diligently. If it's to show mercy, do it cheerfully. And he builds on this in in, uh, 1 Corinthians 12, 12. He says a lot of the same things. But he says, look, there's actually a great virtue to all this individualism. He says, if the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? If the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell be? But in fact, God has placed the parts of the body, every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. If they were all one part, in other words, if they were all the same, what would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, but one body. And then this is really, I think, the key to all this. He says, the eye cannot say to the hand, I don't need you, and the head cannot say to the feet, I don't need you. In fact, on the contrary, those parts of the body that seem weaker are actually indispensable. And the parts that we think are less honorable, we treat with special honor. And the parts that are unpresentable are treated with special modesty, while our presentable parts need no special treatment. But God has put the body together, giving greater honor to the parts that lacked it, so that there should be no division in the body, but that its parts should have equal concern for each other. If one part suffers, every part suffers with it. But if one part is honored, every part rejoices in it. So in other words, you know, we think about like, accepting Christ and Christ in us and Christ through us, and we think, well, we all have to be like Christ. And that's true, but it doesn't mean that we lose our individualism. Actually, we gain our individualism through the body, because if we were all the same, then there'd be no real purpose to it. But we all have different purposes that together, where one isn't elevated over the other, and in fact, what what Paul's actually saying here is that what we think a lot of times are the least elevated people— kind of the outcasts, the nonconformists, the people who look like they don't fit in church, actually those are the things that get honored in the body of Christ, that those are just as essential and, and indisposable as everything else. And that's how you, you, you achieve your true self, by throwing off the conformity to the world and instead replace that with the transformity through Christ. Absolutely. And I was just thinking another dimension that, another way to look at that is that if you're the person or who is not seen by the world, who is not in the spotlight, that doesn't mean what you're doing is insignificant because we have a, a culture more than ever that places emphasis on the spotlight. And as you know, Jordan, 
God just created me to love the spotlight, and I've got to be a person who continually has that in check and making sure my identity is in Christ and that I have the right motive. I'm also a very, by nature, I love to compete. And so I feel like the attacks on your identity can be in sneaky ways. You know, you look, you just scroll through social media and for a person like me who loves to compete, and I think for every person, there's that tendency to start comparing and start being trying to get into the mold of something when you were called out to be individually who God mm-hmm. has created you to be. And that is enough because Christ has said it. You know, as you know, a couple months ago, I got my wallet stolen and I was just beside myself for obvious reasons. <laughs> And I was thinking about that that really felt like part of my identity, my whole identity, was wrapped up in that wallet for, again, obvious reasons, the consequences. But even if I lose my phone for five minutes, I'm like, oh, my goodness, and I feel like my whole identity is lost. Okay, maybe that's a little dramatic. But I'm just saying, if I guard that, if I guard that license, that piece of paper so much, and yet I feel like the core of who I am sometimes, I just allow the enemy. Here's here's the as if it were a visual representation. Here's the wallet. Here's who I am. Here, enemy, just just take it. Just feed me the lies and I'll believe it. That sometimes I don't guard that part as much as I guard my physical license mm-hmm. or because I don't see maybe the consequences wrapped up in it. And there are a lot of consequences wrapped up in not believing who you are in Christ. You know, there's perhaps even a a more specific point we can make about, you know, we're talking about uh, being transformed in Christ, but even in marriage, you know, I hear people say, well, shouldn't you find someone who's just like you or other people say, no, no, opposites attract. Well, no, you should, you need to find someone who shares your core values, but you and I, we are better as a whole than we are individually. But that's because, you know, where I'm weak, you're strong, and where I'm strong, you're weak. We're very different personalities. We're not, we're not the same person. We didn't, we didn't conform to the other person, but rather we allow the marriage to transform both of us. I mean, you know, I am the kind of person, I'm more cautious than you. You want to jump face first into everything. And I, and there's virtue to that, right? Because if it was just up to me, you know, we would sit around all day doing nothing. You kind of pull us out and we do fun things because of it. But if it wasn't for me, you know, maybe some of the things that we do, or not that we do like high risk things, but you know, I, I'm, I'm the one that comes back and says, all right, well, let's, let's think about certain things. You mean Chris. you don't want to go hang from that skyscraper, you know? <laughs> no, I saw that. I forget. What is that? The Hudson Yards? Yes. I am not doing that, man. That's, but it, it's, it's, it's not just that, you know, and one of the things I think early in our marriage when we started going to church together that I had to express to you, and, and you've been right about so many things in our marriage, but one of the things I expressed to you is, you know, during praise and worship, you are out there, you are animated, you know, you're you're very emotional and you're really getting into it. And I'm a lot, just my personality is I'm a lot more reserved. It doesn't mean there's something wrong with that. It's just how I am. For me, you know, I'm closest when I'm studying things like apologetics and the science of creationism and defending the faith. Um, and, you know, the science of, of, of God and, and what the arguments are for and against and that sort of thing. And, and looking at it, you know, as, a, as a lawyer, for example, the, you know, I, I really engage the, the left hemisphere, the rational part of my brain. Whereas I, you know, I feel like with you and, and you can speak this in the last minute we have, and then I'm going to ask you a closing <laughs> prayer. I, I just feel like with you, I mean, you, you engage, you have such a high emotional IQ. That you're closest to God when you're engaging that emotional section of your brain. Yeah, I'm not really sure if I have a left brain. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, stop. 
you're being modest. <laughs> but it is true. And God has, you know, it's so funny because this world has gotten into so, you know, labeling in terms of trying to figure out your personality style. But even within that, that becomes very, very much of conforming. Well, I'm a this personality or I'm a that. No, you are unique. God made only one of you, and that's for sure. And good thing he only made one of me. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, no, I, and, and that you're mine. Praise God. All right, Chris, in the last 28 seconds here, close us out in prayer, my beauty queen. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. For, we are chosen. We are accepted. We are royal priesthood. We are your treasure possession, Lord. I pray that each person would feel that and know it in their spirit, God, and just, just relish in the beauty that is you, Lord, and how you've made them your priceless gem. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, guys, thank for, thanks for joining us. We'll see you next week. Until then, as always, be blessed and be a blessing. Bye. Thank you for joining us. Don't forget to follow Jordan and Kristen Ministries on Facebook, YouTube, and iTunes. And remember to tune in next week and every week on Tuesdays at 845 on WMCA The Mission, AM 570 and FM 102.3. Amazing grace.